there, it's me, your money. And welcome to Tandia Talks Money. They say money talks, and it is true, I do. And I also like to work hard. They say it builds character, but it also builds TFSAs and RRSPs, which is why every week Tandia will share new ideas, tips, and wisdom from Tandia's finest to help you get to where you want to go. You know, with a little help from me, of course. Like, who else? I came across an Instagram post the other day and it like this post just reinforced all my thoughts and feelings. And I'm hoping one day our mom culture will go back to this. And I'm going to share, I'm going to read you the post. It's from scary mommy on Instagram. And if you aren't already following them, like give them a follow. It is great content. So here it is. It was just like a, a static post with writing. And it said, kids' birthday parties today, bounce houses, pony rides, magicians, and fun parks are the order of the day. Cakes from high-end bakeries and match a theme. All parties have a theme. Harry Potter, Star Wars, Ninjago, Disney princesses, My Little Pony, theme, theme, theme. Everything matches. You personally may be expected to match. Now, we need to rise up and party like it's 1988, right? That's a great post. Does that resonate with anybody? I hope it does because it like, it resonated with me. Now, don't get me wrong. I am all for a good theme. I am a crafty person and I, I love a theme. I love making things match, but it has become a little out of control or like, am I alone in thinking this? Now, as I was thinking of a song, obviously, to use, my mind automatically went to Cruel Intentions ending with, you know, Reese just cruising down the road in the convertible. Now, while that movie has nothing to do with themed birthday parties, the verve, like it just hit the nail on the head. Because it's a bittersweet symphony that's life. Trying to make ends meet. You're a slave to money, then you die. I can't see it now. Okay, like now do you see the correlation with cruel intentions? Like actually have nothing to do with the movie, but like the song, like the verb, you hit it. Like we're a slave to money and then we die. A little bit morbid. Also don't want to think about that when you think about a child's birthday party, but Money makes problems. Money makes things fun. And like mom and dad spend money on kids, right? Mom, dad, parent, whoever, caregiver. But like what kid doesn't love when mom and dad spends money on them? Like I'm 37. I'm not gonna lie. I still love the occasional treat from my parents. Like I go shopping with my mom and like sometimes she'll be like, no, I'll buy that for you. Like I'm never gonna be like, oh no, mom, please don't. I do say that because then I feel bad. But also like it's just... It's a treat. And like when you can afford it, buying things for your children is fun. But there's a point where buying things for our kids for the wrong reasons, you know, like to win their allegiance or simply get them to stop screaming, not going to lie, fallen victim many times. But it wasn't until recently where I had this epiphany on how much I am overspending on useless wants just to make something fun for my kids or have them stop whining. And this like came to light for me. 
um, in the middle of Toys R Us. Now, here's my little story. I took my kids to the eye doctor because they both wear glasses. And, you know, we go and he, they had to get the yellow, like, drops in their eyes that sting their eyes. And, like, they were both upset. Now they're sick. So, naturally, I bribed them. Okay? Because, you know, that's what you got to do sometimes. And it's okay. So I bribed them and I said, no, of course, my eye doctor is like right across the street from a Toys R Us. So I said, okay, if you let doctor use the eye drops and you listen really well, we will go to Toys R Us after. And like in my mind, I'm thinking like, you know, I'll buy them like a $10 toy when they're not getting like a $80 Lego set. Like they're getting something small. So we go, they have like the big glasses on. It was actually really cute and funny and took a photo. Anyways, we're going down the aisles and my daughter picked something right away. Now my son, my son, he is very calculated and he, I told them you have a spending limit of $15. Like you can't go over that. And I, I taught them like how to look for that dollar amount on the, on the shelf when they're looking. And now he gets very overwhelmed and he's trying to pick out a toy and he's picking out like $60 toys and $20 toys. And then he finds this one and it was $29. And I kept saying, no, we go around and around and around. He also takes 49 years to make a decision. And he's just, you know, like I said, very calculated. So he's going over and over and he can't decide on something. And he just wants this $29 one. And he starts to cry and I'm getting annoyed in Toys R Us. And I'm saying, no, like, just pick a toy, pick a toy. And guess what? We left in tears. Like he was in tears and we left with no toy for him. And I think that was like my pivotal moment of like, am I doing this too much? Like, is it, is there like a line between generosity and parenting with your wallet? And like, did I just cross into the danger zone? Like, did I cross that line? Because now he's just like throwing a fit because he wants the $29 one and thinks that he should get it. Even though I overstipulated that it was $15 limit. He learned his lesson pretty quick because, you know, I had to stop myself and I could have given in and been like, fine, sure. What's another $15? But, you know, like, am I really teaching him anything? Am I teaching him that like, if he whines and cries and I just don't want to hear it, that he can get his way? Like we were in Toys R Us for like 40 minutes. Like it shouldn't have taken that long to pick a, a quick little toy. And I left, I left with him, not with a toy. And my daughter got a toy because she picked one. It was in the budget and that was fine. Now there's a difference between like buying things to reward your child's behavior and buying things in an attempt to get your child to function appropriately, right? So let's go through some do's and don'ts of spending on kids. Now there's nothing wrong with giving kids things you can afford. Like they don't get spoiled by that. Like I'm not saying like, don't buy your kids anything. Like don't, don't fall into them. Like they get spoiled by, you know, sometimes not having to meet the responsibilities. If a kid is meeting the responsibilities, if they're respectful at home and you've got some money, you know, buy the game, buy the Barbie. If it fits within your lifestyle, your family and budget. I have come to recently realize after, you know, one too many rewards, like our Toys R Us experience, that my six-year-olds began to just expect a reward for every little thing that they've done rather than it being a special treat. And, you know, my son, again, he's very calculated and he understands. And like, sometimes, you know, you just make up that lie, like, oh yeah, like they're out of stock. And my son's response is like, that's fine. You can just order it online. So I really had to do some reflecting on my own behavior and 
think about what have I started to create? Am I spending money to celebrate and reward my kids? Or is it the instant gratification that makes them feel better and them happy for like 0.5 seconds and makes them be quiet? Now, I do realize it seems impossible nowadays to keep up with what everyone is posting on social media. And I'm going to, I'm going back to like the first thought of today's podcast is like the birthday party. Let's go back to the party of 1988. Are we doing all these things to celebrate and reward your child because that's what they really want? Like, sure. I know they want the slumber tents. They want the matching PJs. They want the trampoline park. And it's like theme upon theme. And they want Power Rangers and this and trips to Toys R Us. Or are they simply going to be happy with like a cake from the grocery store and some small balloons you blew up and maybe one toy and and less fuss and stress on mom? Because like, let me tell you, I've, I've gone down these paths and like, I, I'm not this easygoing, like this is so fun planning this birthday party and spending all this money. Like I go into like, you know, fussing over the little details and I'm getting snippy and I'm, I'm getting stressed out for what? Like, is this what the kids want? Like, is this just so we can take a photo in front of it for four seconds? Like, is that really the best solution? So here's one big don't when it comes to spending, like don't get into debt to get your kids things they want. If you are uncomfortable with the price, share that with the child. We can't afford it. It's a fair thing to say. There is no shame in this. And it's a way to teach your child that we all have to live within our means. I think it is an important lesson to learn for you as a parent and for your kids. They need to begin to understand the value of money from a young age and know, you know, like the bank accounts are not endless. And just because my friend Timmy has something, that doesn't mean that you need to have it too. And just because, you know, mommy brought you to Toys R Us and said you could pick a toy, but said it was a $15 limit, doesn't mean you can go over that limit. And that's okay doesn't mean that mommy doesn't have that money. It just means that this is what we set out as our budget and it's okay to stick to that. I feel like we as moms have pressure on us to keep up with, you know, like Susie went to the princess ball for her birthday and it's okay. Like, can we go back to it staying home? And I mentioned this year, I, you know, it's just been highlighted for me because my kids, well, my kids' birthday is in February and like that sucks. I'm not going to lie because one, they're twins. So it's double the kids. And two, it's February. Like there's nothing to do. And I was so adamant that, you know, I looked into all these places like the trampoline park and there was a ninja gym and like a spa and they're boy girls. So like I had to try to figure out something that was like good for girls, good for boys, good for everybody. That's not so gender specific. And it was super expensive and I couldn't fathom paying like, like a thousand dollars for a party. Like I just, for like two hours, I really couldn't. So, you know, I like went to thinking outside the box and I thought, Hmm, what could we do? That's fun in February. Well, we had like an outdoor party cause it was also like still kind of COVID. So I didn't want to do something inside. So we had an outdoor sledding party and it was super fun. Let me tell you, I still spent way over what I thought I was going to on food and making sure like, you know, I had stuff for the parents and I had goodie bags and I had all these things and some decorations, but it's still way less than what I would have spent at like a place to have their party. I kept reiterating at the time when I was talking to other moms and being like, is this okay? Like, are we okay with this? Because I kept saying like, what happened 
to just like pop and chip parties. Some of my best memories as a kid were like parties that I couldn't tell you what the theme was. I couldn't tell you about, you know, what goodie bag they got, but it was more like I had so much fun with my friends. Like I had my birthdays in the summer. It was great because it's warm, but let me tell you, no kids are around in the summer. So that kind of sucked, but you know, I had an outdoor, like slip and slide party, like something so easy in our backyard, but it was so much fun. So I tried to recreate that for my kids. And, you know, I just try to teach them like, it's okay that so-and-so went to this place. That doesn't mean that you have to go to this place because, you know, you can have the same amount of fun and still keep it low budget for mom and dad. So what is, what is like birthday parties and Toys R Us and buying things for your kids? Like what, what is the moral of today's podcast? Today's podcast is don't use money or material goodies as a shortcut for doing some of the work of parenting. Like, and I, again, I'm going to preface, I am no expert. I am no parenting guru or finance guru, but I'm just trying to keep things relatable. And if you're buying your kid things in order to get peace in the home, is it really peace? How do you get out of this ineffective spending cycle? Well, like sometimes it's just having that hard conversation with your child. Like when things are going well, sit with your child and say like, let's have a chat, like keep things simple and easy and say like, maybe we need to make a change. And I think sometimes when we go to the mall too much and we're spending too much, so maybe we need to adjust that. And when you're doing work and you're helping around the house and you're doing things that deserve a reward, then we can go and treat ourselves. And it doesn't always have to go to the mall or buying something. It can be, you know, you're going to go and spend time together. But starting these small things at a young age with your kids or just talking about things openly with your kids helps alleviate some things for you and that pressure for you. Cause let me tell you, when I go back to the birthday party or the experience in Toys R Us, like I could have caved and is $15 going to break my bank? No. An extra $15 is going to break my bank? No. But what am I teaching my son? Am I teaching my son that it's okay to throw a fit because you want this? And I said, no, because it's out of our budget. No. Or is it more important for me to teach my son, you know, you know, it's okay to not get this. And if you want something within your budget, then find something. But if not, maybe you save that $15 for the next time we go out. Because spending money on a child, you know, sometimes feels like the quickest way to win their allegiance or keep the peace, like I said, but it's a temporary solution that can cause the permanent problem of like false entitlement, right? If you're a deep pockets parent and you can, you can change to a more effective role, Think before you spend. Will your child learn and gain more if you spend your time rather than your money with them? Most likely, yes. This comes with some reflection on your part. You know, maybe you need to stop and reflect and say, am I spending too much? Are we doing this too much? Are they becoming expected to be getting a treat or a toy every single time we go out? So it comes with an understanding of your financial picture and making sure that you realize the cycle and some small changes that you can do to alleviate the stress on your wallet and also teaching your kids some useful money lessons. Cause you know, it's the small lessons that end up sticking with us versus, you know, will you remember that your mom bought you something every single time that you went out? Probably not. And like, it just, 
like, where are the moms at? Like, it just, you know, sometimes I'm like, why do we have so many things? Like we have so many things from every little trip that we go out and say, Oh, let's just get this small little thing. Like, Oh my God, the toys, like they're just out of control. <laughs> like I need to get rid of some stuff. And I feel like I don't even have a lot of stuff for them. And I don't do this often, but it adds up. And then you stop and think, and if you, I'm sure if you like put all the toys or things that you've bought every little time you go out and think it's a small little trinket for them in a row, you'd, you'd be shocked at how much you probably have actually spent on these things. So again, these little money lessons each week, making things relatable, no shame in it. You know, again, I fell victim to it. I probably will continue to fall victim to it, but it's those little realizations in your head that say like, nope, stop and think. And you know, that was my Toys R Us moment. That was my kid's birthday party moment. Like we don't have to do all these things to make it a special experience. So we believe in the power of financial literacy. This is part of financial literacy, you know, the understanding of the emotional side of money, understanding your financial picture really helps empower you to make better financial decisions, have a positive relationship with money, create a positive relationship with money with your kids. And we want you to recognize your worth so that you can enjoy life to its fullest and have the experiences you've always wanted to do. Maybe you stop buying the little trinkets and you start showing your kids that you can put this money aside in a bank account and you go on a great big trip. You know, there's little things that you can do with your kids every day to teach them about the importance of positive financial habits and also create some for yourself. We are here for you. We encourage you to get in touch at any time, whether it's with a question about our business or a comment on how we might be able to answer your burning financial questions. After all at Tandia, your voice is the most important one. Thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you have found value through this podcast. We are on all the social channels. So snap a photo of this pod, tag us at Tandia Financial Credit Union and share on your channels so we can help get the word out. Don't forget... You can also always connect with us at Tandia.com. Catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you. Thank you.